What's up, guys? It's We Got a Memo Podcast here, coming to you live on another Monday, like we normally do. A little later than usual, but that's okay. This episode's a little different from every other one we usually do, uh, because it's just me. Uh, John, Xavier, Roland, they are all busy tonight, and we wanted to make sure that we gave our listeners, you guys, something, um, our takes on what's going on this past week, what's coming up, anything in the news, you know, just give you something for listening to us. Um, We want to make sure at least one of us can give you guys something because, you know, it's all about you guys listening to us and we really appreciate it. So we want to make sure we're getting stuff out for you guys. So it's just me, Michael. Like I said, John, Roland, Xavier can't do it. They're all busy working. But um, hopefully soon we can get the whole gang back together and, you know, get back to business and how it used to be. But it's going to be a shorter podcast for you guys today. You know, it's been a in the NFL realm, which I think is our big, the big league that we focus on most of the time when it's going on. It's been a quiet week. It's the week after the draft. So, you know, undrafted free agents have been signed. Uh, some teams started reporting to minicamp, especially with newer head coaches. But the way I see it is... You know, you're excited to see who your team drafted, any undrafted free agents they get. But uh, unless your team makes a, you know, a depth chart sign, excuse me, a depth chart signing, for example, the Bills uh, might be in the market for a defensive end. So I might be looking out to see if we sign Ziggy or some other defensive end for our depth you know, because that's one of our last few needs, maybe a wide receiver. Just small signings like that. All the big ones are done. The draft is done. So you're just looking for depth chart training camp battles that could help the team. And I think with rookie minicamp, no news is really good news. Because, you know, how good can a rookie really look against other rookies just coming into the league, getting their feet wet? But you kind of want it quiet because really the only big news that can come out of rookie minicamp are injuries. And no one wants that. I remember when Dante Fowler was drafted number three, he tore his ACL in the first practice out for the year. Really hurt the Jaguars' potential and maybe got his, definitely got his career off to a slow start. But um, who knows if it has long-term ramifications. But all in all... At this time of the year in the NFL, you just want to make sure you're as healthy as you can can be going into training camp in the preseason and regular season just to give you a little extra edge because as we saw with the Falcons this past year, they're a good team, but injuries really hurt them. Same with the Redskins. So teams are just looking to install the playbook to rookies, get those workouts in, and uh, come out healthy. Uh, no, no really other big news. Some, uh, some draft picks got signed. The Bears traded for a kicker, Eddie Pinero, out of the University of Florida. He was on the Raiders. They traded a 2021 pick for him. Ever since they missed that field goal in the playoffs this past year against the Eagles, they've been searching for kickers. And they have gone through so many, signed so many, traded some, obviously, they're really, you got to figure this out. I mean, do you remember when the Bucks were on hard knocks? They had Robert Aguayo and someone else I can't think of right now, but they had a legit battle. 
and neither was really great and I think a lot of us know how important a good kicker is to kick those 40 plus yarders to kick you know get touchbacks in big games even kicking extra points now are important you need a reliable kicker who can get you three points the extra point because that can be a difference of a game sometimes the league is so competitive that kickers really do make a difference than when they maybe didn't um I mean, Tom Brady, how many kicks did Vinatieri or Gostkowski make for them to win the Super Bowl? Kickers are a valuable part of the team. So the Bears trading for one obviously shows they're not happy with their situation and they're still trying to figure it out. The other big notable NFL news is going to be the Raiders reportedly worked out Richie Incognito. For those who don't know or don't remember, he's an interesting character in the NFL. He bounced around a, a bunch of teams. He was in that uh, scandal in Miami with Jonathan Martin. Um, he kind of went a little crazy a year ago. He retired. He unretired. The Bills released him. I'm confused by this reported workout because you just come out of the draft to dr- and you draft characters like Jonathan Abram, Cleland Farrell, really high character guys, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro. And trying to build this new culture. And then you work out this guy who's maybe is a good player. Maybe, you know, he can help the team out, protect Derek Carr. But I really thought they come came away from this draft trying to build a new culture. To me, this seems like a John Gruden um, workout. I don't think Mike Mack really wanted to do this or it was his idea I just think John Gruden loves offense trying to get good players trying to get nasty guys vets that are you know in your face and will play tough which is fine which is great but also you're trying to build a new culture so I'm just confused by it it really seems like the Raiders at least John Gruden Mike Mack their vision may not be entirely on the same page so We'll see what happens there. We'll definitely keep you up to date on, you know, if they do sign Rich Incognito to training camp battle, if nothing else. But, like I said, it's been quiet in the NFL since the draft. Um, Anything big happens, we'll let you know. And we're just going to keep moving. The the bulk of this episode is going to be on the NBA. Um, And that's just because... Well, there are hockey playoffs as well, and I'll touch on those. I'll talk about scores and standings and elimination teams and who's progressed so far a little bit. Really not my sport of expertise. That's where Zay and Roland come in. Um, so we're hoping that you know they'll put out their own episode one day, uh, tomorrow or some other day, so they can you know touch on hockey for you hockey fans out there and we always pride ourselves on always giving hockey some more love than ESPN who always seems to neglect to mention them except for huge 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 news but even then it's not great so i'm going to start with the NHL just basic scoreboards right now the bruins are playing the columbus blue jackets the boston bruins are playing the columbus blue jackets in game 6 boston is leading the series 3 games to 2 it is currently in the third period. They're up one nothing, um, So they could close that series out and play the Carolina Hurricanes, who surprisingly, surprisingly swept the New York Islanders. Now, I'm no huge hockey fan. or I like the Caps and who the Hurricanes lost to. 
but by no means would I consider myself an expert in any sport, let alone hockey. But I would think Zay and Roland would tell you it was a big surprise to see the Hurricanes sweep the Islanders, especially after the Islanders just swept the Penguins. So the winner of the Bruins-Blue Jackets series will face the Hurricanes, who are kind of on a hot streak now. They've won six straight games in the playoffs. And if I know anything about playoff games in general, it's about when you get hot and... Hurricanes are definitely getting hot in the playoffs, heading into the conference finals. So we'll see what happens there. In the West, there is tonight is Game Six between San Jose Sharks and the Colorado Avalanche. Sharks are up three games to two. I don't know much about that series. And then tomorrow there is a Game Seven between the Dallas Stars and St. Louis Blues. Winner, winner moves on. Loser goes home. Always a big, big game great atmosphere game seven so we will see what happens there in the nhl playoffs coming down to a close but i i highly recommend watching it even if you're interested even if your team lost like the capitals but playoff hockey is great and we're going to monitor that for you like i said hopefully roland and xavier will give you um a little more insight there their opinions what's going on and uh then we can you know Tell, tell us what you want. You, we're, we're here to talk about stuff you guys want to hear about, our takes, what you want to hear about. Um, the rest of this episode is going to be the NBA playoffs, what I think is going to happen um, currently. Um, I, I just need to look at the standings. It's been a while. Currently, the Milwaukee Bucks are playing the Boston Celtics in Game 4. Milwaukee leads the series two games to one. They're up. Um, 11 points with two and a half minutes left. So as things stand, the Bucks are going to take a commanding 3-1 lead over Boston and they head back home to Milwaukee for Game 5. I'm honestly a little surprised by this because Boston has, I think, a lot more talent collectively with Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. And the Bucks have Giannis, uh, one of the best players in the league. They have Chris Middleton. I don't think anyone would tell you the Bucks have a better roster than the Celtics, but nevertheless, they're playing well. Giannis has been playing great. Chris Middleton's shooting real well, and they may take a 3-1 to one lead here and be in the driver's seat to go to the conference finals as the one seed and play the winner of the Sixers and Raptors. Now, that series is really interesting. Um, I don't think anyone would tell you the Raptors are the more talented team. The Sixers have Joe Embiid, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, and J.J. Redick. That's a nasty starting five. Shooters at with Butler, Harris, and Redick. You got a big man down low with Joe Embiid, and you got a point guard who's amazing in transition, really good court vision, big, tall, physical freak. That's that's a great starting five. And then you have the Raptors, who are really just Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. I've never been a fan of Kyle, Kyle Lowry, no matter his stats. Not to say he's not a good player, but if he's your second option in the NBA playoffs, you're in trouble. Now, saying that, the series is tied 2-2. Kawhi is playing out of his mind right now. He's hitting that all shots at all levels. Really, I saw a stat today. I'm sorry I can't tell you what it is, but he's shooting something ridiculous like 50-50 and 90 in the playoffs. 50 overall, 50 from three. 
80% or 90% from the free throw line. There was a stat on Instagram. It was like, he's playing comparably to Michael Jordan in the playoffs. But, you know, he's in Toronto. It's Kawhi Leonard. He's not going to let you know. Um, he's a quiet dude. But he is quietly having an incredible playoff run, keeping the Raptors in this series. Um, I think the Bucks will end up winning this series over the Celtics. And I think that the 76ers should beat the Raptors in... I think it's going to go to seven games. I think the 76ers should win. And I'm going to say they will win, but um, you never know. They they have some chemistry issues. Tobias Harris came over in the trade deadline. Jimmy Butler has had chemistry issues as seen in Chicago, as seen in Minnesota. And then the Raptors just, like I said, aren't as talented. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have Kyle Lowry. Uh, Pascal's playing well, and an older Marcus Saul, but I don't know. Something about that 76ers talent has me lean in their way. Now, going into the Western Conference, we have basically the best series that people want it's the Golden State Warriors against the Houston Rockets. Golden State is up 2 to 1. And with some controversy, it, a report came out that in game three, the reps missed a charge call against. That would have gone against James Harden, potentially giving Golden State a chance to tie the game, changing the whole series. You know, I, I don't hear the Rockets complaining about missing that call. That's for sure. They they basically screamed at the refs and begged for other calls to change in game one, but not hearing a peep out of them. But maybe more importantly, you're not hearing anything out of Golden State. Golden State... Maybe they know they missed a call, but they're not complaining like Houston did. Be more professional. They know they just got to do their job and win the next game. I think Golden State wins this game in at most six games. Game four is tonight in Houston. I think Golden State's coming back and going to win this game. Go to 3-1, and they'll go back to Golden State in Oakland. and uh, We'll see what happens, but I think Golden State wins this series. The other series is Golden, or I'm sorry, the Denver Nuggets and Portland Trailblazers tied at two games apiece. This has been one of the better series in the whole playoffs. Um, Denver's been a very quiet team the whole year. They were atop the rankings at some points. They have a great big man, uh, the Joker, Jokic, Jokic, I think his name is. Um, His offense flows through them. He can pass, he can shoot. He, uh, he's not a physical freak, but he plays basketball really well. And then on the other side, you have Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum who can shoot lights out and can win the game really on their own and from way beyond the arc. I think that Denver has a ton of potential, and they're one stud player away from being really dangerous. Um, but right now, they're just really solid. They got a really high floor. Ceiling isn't very high, but their floor is really high, so they're talented. Jamal Murray's a stud. We've talked about Jokic. Gary Harris is a stud, but they don't really have that one. Like, if Jokic is your star, that, that kind of tells you everything you need to know about the team. Whereas the Trailblazers um, rely on Dame and CJ and Rodney Hood, and they're shooting and they're playing well. There was a four overtime game I tried to stay up for, I couldn't do it. But we will see how this plays out. I think the Trailblazers will win the series. 
but then ultimately lose to the Warriors. Warriors are just too talented. The, uh, the Trailblazers don't have anyone to match up with Durant, and that's a problem. I mean, Steph and Dame can go head-to-head, but um, if Steph's not playing well, you got Clay and KD and even Draymond's playing better who can pick up the slack if Steph's not playing well. So Golden State's just, I think they're just too hard to rough. For the record, I think they're going to win the whole thing. I don't think anyone's surprised by that pick. I think a lot of people have that pick. But um, I, I hope it's against the Trailblazers because shooting's a lot of fun. In the East, like I said, I think the 76ers and the Bucks will win. And I just updated it. The Bucks did win, so they're now up 3-1, to one, heading back to Milwaukee. Um, it, between those two teams, I don't know if Milwaukee or the 76ers will win. Um, I'm definitely going to reserve that pick for after game one or after I see a little, a few more teams play, see those teams play a little more. Um, But nevertheless, I, I think they could both give Golden State some problems, but I do think Golden State is just too, has too much firepower for anyone to beat them. But I would like to see Giannis and KD go against each other for a whole series. I think that'd be really good basketball. Two rising, two stars in the league just going at each other, and um, you know, just giving giving the fans what they want. Good basketball, competitive, and what what more can you ask for? I don't I don't have soccer news for you today. That's uh, John Rowland's expertise again, but. Um, yeah, Milwaukee just closed out Boston. Let's check out. Boston Bruins are still beating Columbus Blue Jackets. So playoffs are in top swing. This is definitely the quiet portion of the um, NFL. Tom Brady is making new headlines off the court than on the court, working out at UCLA. And... Um, you know, going to the Kentucky Derby and going to the Met Gala with his wife, so he, you know, he's enjoying himself, but you can bet he is going to be ready for the season. If you look on Instagram, Tom Brady is a big man, tall, sturdy, solid. There's a re- He takes care of himself, so as much as I hate seeing the Patriots win, there's a reason they're so good, and it starts with Tom Brady. So, uh... We hope you, you you enjoyed this short podcast for you. Uh, like I said, we hope everyone will be back eventually so we can, you know, get some more energy on this podcast um, and just get, you know, four different opinions, disagreements, always fun to listen to and go through and work through with everyone. It's just more fun with more people. But I um, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed this listen, please just share it with your other people. You know, we just, we do this for fun. Um, but we like knowing people are listening to us and taking time out. We really appreciate people take you taking their time to give us a listen. Because they don't have to. But we really appreciate it. So, give us a share. Feel free, if you know any of us, you feel free to text us, talk about something we said. Or tweet at us, email us. Uh, we'll definitely read it react to it on the podcast and um, we'll see you next week we'll talk and look out for another episode midweek uh, to see if there's more on hockey or any other thing that comes out Um, 
like I said, it's just a little confusing right now with not everyone available at one time. So you may get a couple episodes this week, but just keep on look at keep out an eye for other episodes. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you next week. All right, peace.